Welcome to the Sober Bliss Podcast, bringing you hints, tips, advice and inspiration as you walk your path to living a rich and full alcohol-free life. Discover why sobriety is the most loving gift of self-care and self-love and how you can feel empowered and joyous with your choice to live the abundant life of alcohol freedom that you deserve. I'm Gail MacDonald, coach, teacher, mum and tea drinker, living a life of alcohol freedom and I'm here to help you to transform your relationship with alcohol in a way that feels good so you can live the life you deserve without alcohol holding you back. Hello, hello, good morning and welcome to today's podcast which is all about day one of sobriety. Now, today's podcast is inspired by a wonderful chat that I had. I've written down here last night, but actually it was over a week ago, and I'll explain why later. Um, So yeah, I had a lovely chat with one of our gorgeous members. Um, She's quite new, so we had a really nice kind of one-to-one get-together, and the topic of day one came up. And that's what I want to talk to you about today, because it is such a big topic and I want to help you kind of unravel that a bit today and help you get there if you are struggling with day one. But before I dive in, I just wanted to say thank you to to you all really for all of your support and lovely messages lately about the podcast. And it really does make me smile when you tell me just how much you love them and how much they are helping you, which is why, of course, I decided to do the podcast in the first place. Um, You know, and it really does mean a lot to me that you are listening, because that was my biggest fear when I first started. No one's going to listen. But thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, And I love it when you tell me that you are enjoying the podcasts. Especially given the fact that it's just me in my car, as you know, with no fancy equipment or studio, just kind of sharing my thoughts and rambling on a bit sometimes. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing and letting me know your thoughts. It really does mean the world to me. And just a little favour here, um, if you are listening, if you do enjoy the podcasts, please do share them with other people who you think might be interested. And also, I'd love it if you could leave me a review on iTunes because that helps, you know, bump the podcast up there so it's easier for other people to find. So I would really appreciate that. Um, And also, just to say... You know, um, this podcast is a little bit delayed because um, you might have heard that I plan to do this podcast on Thursday, but on Thursday it rained. (laughs) What kind of an excuse is that, I hear you say? Well, as you know, it's been crazy hot here. Like, we've had 41 degrees C, which is just insane. And it's been a real struggle. So on Thursday, it clouded over, got really dull, the temperature dropped and it started to rain and I was honestly so excited. I was so excited that I went outside and I took a quick video and I passed it on to everybody that I knew and I shared it in the members WhatsApp group Um, and then 10 minutes later I went upstairs because I don't know if you know this but we live in a warehouse and it's on two levels. The bottom level is kind of the garage where I am now and there's a flat and the top level is just basically well it's got junk up there and I hang my washing up there but that's where the drain pipe is weirdly it comes inside like down from the roof inside and then it makes its way all along the length of the warehouse and outside so because of the rain and honestly it There was about a week's worth of rain in literally two hours. It was so powerful. 
hence the excitement, because it sounded amazing on the roof. Um, but because of the force, the drain couldn't cope, the drain pipe couldn't cope, and the drain pipe came away from the roof, and the water just started pouring in, like it was pissing in. Sorry for my language, I never swear, but that's what it was like. Um, so the whole family <laughs> were upstairs trying to push the drain pipe in place, trying to stem the flow of water. I was mopping like a mad woman. You know, you imagine that scene from Fantasia, the magic scene where all the mops and the buckets and the, the, the taps and the sponges, they just go crazy. Well, that's what it was like upstairs on Thursday. The four of us were just, you know, mopping, sweeping the water off the roof down into the carriage to try and get it out the door. Um, fetching and carrying chicken water out the window. And that went on for about two hours. So that's why I didn't do the podcast on Thursday. And it's now Monday. And I literally just managed to get everything cleared up yesterday everything's not quite dry yet but it's it's getting better um and the water despite our efforts it did seep through the floor because the the roof of where we live the flat bit it's not watertight you can put five cars up there but it doesn't stop the rain so it was the water was running down the walls in the kitchen, in the boys' bedroom. I used every towel and blanket in the whole house. So you can imagine, um, the past few days have been a bit of a clean-up operation. So that's why this podcast is a little bit late. I do apologise. Um, but I was excited for it today. Um, the weather is cooling down. I got up really early. Um, I was up at 5 Yay me! Um, even though I didn't sleep well last night, I still managed to get up at five. And it was lovely, honestly. I sat down with the door open. I did my morning pages. I lit a candle. And it was just so nice and peaceful. And quietly, quietly and quiet. Um, the mornings are my favourite time of day. Ever since I stopped drinking, I really, really appreciate just the loveliness of the mornings. And it's a lot cooler now, which makes it a bit easier. So yeah, I lit my incense, I had a candle on, I put my salt lamp on. Um, and just enjoyed the cool and the quiet. I've had some toast, endless cups of tea. And now here I am ready to talk to you. <clears throat> so, let's dive in to the topic of day one, shall we? Um, day one. Now, you might be listening to this thinking, oh, day one, that was ages ago, what's all the fuss about? Or you might be thinking, oh, day one, I wish I could get to day one. Or you might be having mixed feelings about day one. Um, so that's what I want to talk to you about today. Um, you know, now obviously this is a sobriety podcast. So when I talk about day one, I'm talking about the day you decide to stop drinking. Or the day you have your very first alcohol-free day in a while. But actually, day one can refer to anything. <clears throat> so if you are listening to this and you are maybe, I don't know, a while sober, you might be thinking about another habit or another change that you want to make in your life, but you can't quite get there. So day one can refer to anything, you know, you can use what I'm going to talk about today to help you begin anything, really, anything new that you want, that you want to start or anything that you're struggling to get 
going with, you know, um, a diet change, an exercise regime, don't like that word, regime, you know, an exercise practice, shall we say, or a morning routine, um, a new creative hobby, or anything really, a habit you want to let go of, a new habit you want to bring in, anything that you might be struggling with right now to get started with or to let go of. But we're going to focus on the kind of drinking aspect of it, the day one of sobriety. But by all means, use all the hints, tips and advice that I say to help you with anything. Now, the thing about day one is that obviously they're different for everybody. So first of all, while it's so good and interesting and inspiring to hear about other people's day ones, you have to go within, you have to look at yourself. And I do say this about everything really, you know, you are unique, you are you, your journey will not look like mine or the woman down the road or the person you meet on Zoom halfway around the world. And that's okay. So focus on yourself when it comes to day one and when it comes to the whole journey actually just focus on yourself so yeah they are different everyone's day one is different there's no right or wrong way to do it there's no right or wrong way to plan for it to get through it and you will figure out the best way for you um and i have to say that The hardest thing about day one, no matter how you end up navigating it, the hardest thing about day one is actually getting there. And that's what I'm going to try and help you with today. You know, some people, unfortunately, sadly, they don't have a choice when it comes to day one. I know of people who started day one in a hospital. Um, I've been told of people who started their day one in uh, police custody. Other people have told me that their day one was spent basically curled up in a ball at home on their own in bed. Too terrified and scared to actually move. But also I've heard stories of people whose day one was spent on holiday um, or two days before Christmas or New Year's Eve of all days. Um, Some people have spent their day one at the top of a mountain and other people's day one have just been quietly spent at home just managing to get through the day with no fuss you know, nothing bad happened, they just decided and they just quietly got on with their life. So there we go, it's different for everybody. Day one can be both beautiful and terrifying. And I can't tell you how it's going to be for you, but I can hopefully help you get there and feeling good, inspired and feeling empowered about your own day one you know now whether you end up having the best or the worst day it's important that you just get there and I do think that this is a key point the thought of day one the thought of not drinking or having a life where there's no alcohol in it can be the scariest thought in the world And the thought of that very first day and what might happen, how you might feel, the cravings, the withdrawal, the boredom, the pain, you know, all of those things just might be so terrifying for you to think about. You can't actually bring yourself to do it. You might believe that you just can't. You know, I used to have thoughts like that all the time. 
And sometimes, quite often actually, I would secretly wish that something terrible would happen. Um, you know, some life-changing event or pivotal moment or really bad injury. You know, I wanted something bad to happen to force me to stop because I didn't think that I was strong enough to do it on my own. You know that scene from um, When a Man Loves a Woman where Alice, played by Meg Ryan, collapses in the shower and ends up in hospital? I used to secretly wish that something like that would happen to me. You know, as awful as it sounds, I just wanted something to force me to stop because I just didn't think I could do it by myself. Now, I have to say that something did happen, something terrible happened. Two things, actually, Um, that I was kind of not hoping for, that's awful, but two things happened and I thought that that would have been it, that would have been enough to stop me, but it didn't. And the first thing happened, gosh, it would have been about, well, 12 years ago-ish. So it shows you just how long that I've been struggling with this. I always talk about, you know, the five years before I stopped, because they were probably the worst. But I think, looking back, I'd been struggling with my drinking for a long time without really realising it. Um, so yeah, the first terrible thing that happened was, as I say, about 12 years ago, just before Nico, my youngest son was born. Well, it would have been about a year before he was born. So let's say 13 years. Um, and I haven't really shared this with many people. I haven't shared it with you. So excuse me, but, um... So yeah, I was I was pregnant with a little girl. And at the 20 weeks scan they found a, a severe heart abnormality. Um almost half of the left side of her heart was missing. Which as you can imagine, you know, you go in for the 20 week scan, you're all excited, you know, find out the sex and it all becomes real. So to be told, you know, this news, it was absolutely devastating. It really was. Um, And the events that followed, you know, the hospital appointments, all of that, it was just awful. It was in a kind of a blur. And in the end, at 23 weeks, I had to have a termination because of all the tests and the scans and the monitoring. You know, I can't explain exactly what they did because, it, as I say, it was just a blur. Um, so, yeah, 23 weeks I had to go to a specialist clinic like five hours away from where I live, which was just awful. Um, and, well, you know... They told me that she wouldn't survive. And if she did, by some miracle, manage to survive the birth, then she would have to have a heart transplant straight away. Um, So it was just too much to deal with. Um, So even though I never touched a single drop of alcohol from the moment I found out that I was pregnant, I still blamed myself. I still thought it was my fault. I thought maybe I hadn't realised I was pregnant and I'd been drinking or I'd accidentally had too much. I'd done something wrong. I'd eaten something wrong. I'd taken, I don't know, a paracetamol for a headache or something. I blamed myself. Um, I thought it was my fault. And that moment on, I vowed to be pure and clean and I would never allow 
myself to be put in that situation. I would never, ever, ever put anything in my body that could harm me or another living soul inside of me. But you know what? <clears throat> when I got home from that horrible ordeal from the clinic, the first thing I did was drink. And I kept drinking because I didn't know how to deal with the pain of what I went through. Um, I kept drinking until I found out that I was pregnant again. And of course, I was completely alcohol-free for the pregnancy of Nico. And I would save about six or eight months after he was born. But I still went back to drinking. So even though that terrible thing made me question everything that went inside of me, um, I still ended up going back to drinking. And the other awful, awful thing that happened to me, and I have shared this before, and it's a time that I was so blind drunk that I got into the car and I didn't notice that Nico... Um, had climbed into the back seat. As you know, I didn't actually drive the car. I turned the engine off as soon as I heard him crying. But the shame of that and the guilt of what I'd done, you know, what could have happened? Questioning myself, I didn't think that I was that type of person to do that. But, yeah, I did. And that was just so overwhelmingly horrendous to deal with that I kept on drinking. Now, you know, looking back, I I thought if if there was anything that would stop me from drinking, then that would have to be it. But it didn't. It really didn't. So please, please don't wait. Don't wait for anything horrible to happen. Don't wait to, you know, find yourself in a risky situation. Don't wait to get ill. Don't wait to injure yourself. Don't wait because it might not work. If you are feeling right now that you want a day one then go for it. Don't wait. And I say that from the bottom of my heart because I waited. If you want to stop, then then stop now. Now is the perfect time. You know, there's never a right time, but now really is the perfect time if you want to. Oh, so back to my day one, which happened... I would say about two months after that car incident. And I have to say that it was pretty uneventful and boring, if I'm honest. Um, As you know, my husband stopped the day before I did. Um, And I finished off the three beers that were in the fridge that day. So when I woke up the next morning, I wasn't really sure what was going to happen to be honest um i checked with my husband and he told me that yep still the same no i'm not drinking so i followed and you know part of me was like i'm not ready for this not ready at all and the other part of me said oh gosh i'm so ready for this and then i just got on with the day um I did feel a bit rotten, I have to admit, not too awful, because I'd only had three beers the day before. You know, unlike other times when I'd been lying in bed with a crippling hangover until 3pm, vowing that this was it, I was never drinking again, only to find myself having hair of the dog, you know, and a glass of wine at six o'clock. This day was very uninvited uneventful and I wasn't really that badly hungover and maybe that helped because it helped me 
make the decision, you know, this is it then. I'm not drinking, no matter what. That was the decision that I made. And it probably helped not coming at that decision from a place of feeling bad, if that makes sense. So, yeah, this was different. It did feel different. The decision didn't come from a place of shame or self-hate because I tried that before and that hadn't worked. You know, I wasn't stopping because of guilt or fear. It came from a place of choice, of opportunity, if you like, of love for myself and, I suppose, of possibility. You know, if I can get through this day, then what else can I do? And I didn't use words like forever or never again. I didn't say the word can't either, which I think is really important. Um, but I just told myself that I wouldn't drink. I wasn't drinking. I'm not drinking no matter what. And I was just looking through the messages in my membership WhatsApp group yesterday and quite a few of them had hashtagged that no matter what, which is lovely. I love it that um, that they're taking that on board because it is such a powerful phrase and it really helped me to get to where I am and to keep going. So yeah, that was it. I wasn't drinking no matter what and I just got on with the day. And as I've said before, it was really boring, to be honest. I ate cake, I drank tea, um, I watched a Danish TV series on DVD with subtitles, obviously, which is something I would never have been able to do had I been drinking. So that was a bonus the very first day. I walked the dogs, I cooked, I ate, I napped. What else? I did the dishes, spent time with my kids. Um, it was a Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, I think. A totally random day. It was calm, quiet and very ordinary. And it was great. You know, I built up day one in my head to be this massive thing. And as it turned out, it was just a boring quiet, calm, random, normal, ordinary day. And that's okay. I didn't really notice any difference, though, I suppose, until day two, when I woke up after a whole day of being alcohol-free. So I'd got my day one over with, went to bed sober, feeling really proud of myself, I have to admit. And I think I went to bed, you know, at a normal-ish time. I think it was about nine. It wasn't, you know, ridiculously early or anything. Um, But it did feel good to get into bed, having washed my face, cleaned my teeth, done a little bit of reading knowing that I was sober, knowing that I hadn't had a drink, that was a pretty good feeling, I have to say. And the next morning when I woke up on day two, you know, it had never been heard of for such a long time to have a whole day alcohol-free. Um, and day two was honestly, that was the... That was the moment. That was the, like, aha, so this is what it feels like kind of moment. Because I'd done it. I'd gone a whole day without drinking. And I knew that if I could do one day, then I could do another day. And actually, I could do anything. And that was the best feeling of waking up sober knowing that actually, Gail, you can do this. I secretly, you know, had a little wiggle in bed and smiled and was filled with this kind of excitement of, oh, what can I do? What can I do now? I've done it. What can I do now? 
So day two, I think, was much more emotional for me than day one. But I obviously had to have a day one in order to have a day two. And I suppose that's another point that I'd like to make. Sometimes in our heads, we build up day one to be this huge, big, terrifying, defining moment when everything changes, you know, life just won't be the same again. And sometimes we think, oh, it's going to be doomed. Life's going to be joyless. It's going to be boring. I'm not going to be me anymore. It's going to be hard. The cravings will be unbearable. We'll miss out and have to spend the rest of our lives confined to the sofa. That's what I thought. You know, stuck in the living room like Bridget Jones in one of her nightmares of being found alone in a cardigan, randomly, having been eaten by Alsatians. That's what I thought day one was going to be like. And it was boring, I won't lie, but it was boring in a good way, if that makes sense. You know, so all of these thoughts about the withdrawal and the cravings and all the rest of it and the headaches and the shakes. It is enough to put anybody off, especially when that's all you are playing on a loop in your mind. You know, the more you think of these things, the more terrible they become, the more kind of down a spiral we end up going. Um, You know, and I'm sure you've got some of those thoughts of your own. So the point is really is that we can turn day one into something far bigger and scarier and daunting and overwhelming than it actually needs to be. They say the hardest part of yoga is getting on the mat, which is so true. And it's so true for this journey as well. You know, once you're there, doing it, dealing with the day-to-day, the ups and downs, the highs and the lows, it's never, ever the way that you expect it. It can't be, because you're a different person on day one, or on day 17, or on day 642, then you are before you get to day one, if that makes sense. You can't really know what you know until you're there. You can't really know what you're going to do. You can't really know how you're going to manage or indeed what the day is going to look like until you're actually there in it, living it. You can plan for it, of course. You can put things in place to make it a bit easier or to make you feel better about the day. But until the day actually comes, you can't really know for sure what's going to happen. So there's no point in worrying about it. Honestly, there's not. There's no point in allowing yourself to go down this spiral of fear and doubt Because it might never happen. And if it does, then you can deal with it. You absolutely can. So my advice, honestly, is to close your eyes, hold your nose and just jump in with both feet. It sounds simple, doesn't it? And it is beautifully simple. But that doesn't necessarily mean easy. But you have to go there. You have to do it. You have to get in with both feet, both hands. You have to feel it. You have to see it. Breathe it in. Live it in order to know exactly what you will do and how you will get through it. You know, you mustn't overthink it. Because when you overthink things, it never really ends in a good place and you will always talk yourself out of it honestly you will 
So one helpful way to think about day one is to change your perspective. And I do say this about everything. And I've learned that it's such an important mindset shift. You know, if you think negatively about something, then chances are, you know, that's what your energy is going to be sending out. And that is what will be reflected back to you. And if you think about something in a positive light, if you make an effort to raise your vibration and and your energy, then the chances are that that is what will be reflected back to you. So you might as well look at it in a positive light. You know, surely that's got to be better than looking at it in a negative way. Um... So try switching the thoughts and the feelings to something more positive. I think I mentioned this in um, another of my podcasts. Fear and excitement produce exactly the same feelings in the body. It's only the thoughts that we attach to those feelings that kind of label it as something good or something bad. So you might as well label it as something good. You know, it's going to be far more beneficial to you as opposed to labelling it something bad. So think of it as, yeah, positive, exciting. The first day of the rest of your life. You know, you don't even have to call it day one if you don't want to. Focus on all the good things. Focus on how you want to feel. You know, if I can do this day, then how will I feel? feel if I keep this up in six months or next week focus on that focus on where you want to go how you want to feel what you want to do and what you will gain you know day one it has to be done if you want to get to day 842 then you've got to start on day one so you might as well get it over with and you might as well turn it into something good and exciting and inspiring and uplifting because honestly that's that's what it is come at it from the angle of love and self-care and self-respect and doing this kind thing for yourself doing this thing that actually you've always wanted to do deep down and as I mentioned before you know what about not even calling it day one what about just making the commitment that from now on I'm going on a journey of self-discovery. I'm going to make a promise to myself that I'm just going to try. I'm just going to try just for today to do what I can to make my life a bit better. To make me feel better about myself I'm going to start to let go of this thing that's been all-consuming and I'm just going to see what happens, you know. Uh, Be open, be curious and follow your heart. I had a lovely chat with somebody, gosh, it would have been last year, and she got sober by being mindful and curious. She would question everything So instead of just reaching for a drink at wine o'clock, as, you know, we normally do, she said, okay, why am I opening this bottle? What do I want to feel, really? What is it I'm aiming for? Do I really like it? Do I actually want it? What else can I do? And that's how she began her journey. You know, the goal wasn't to moderate. It was to see just exactly what, the wine in her case was doing for her and if she would feel better without it and she's sober now for over a year so obviously it is better without it so you can come at it from that angle you know this is going to be the first day of me really noticing and being aware and mindful and curious and questioning and see where that takes you Um, you know, your your feelings, your decisions, everything, do it from a place of awareness. And think of it as a journey also. 
because it is it's a process and be curious to see where it might take you don't put pressure on yourself you know but do make a promise to yourself that this is what I'm doing and take steps every day in the direction of where you want to go Sometimes this gentle, kind of curious, loving approach is a nicer way to do it. You know, day one, it can throw up some uncomfortable thoughts and feelings. A lot of people tell me that they're scared of day one because if they commit to day one, if they tell people that it's day one, if they tell themselves that it's day one, then it can also mean that they might fail. You know, what if I get to day eight and then I drink? Does that mean I failed? Does that mean I have to go all the way back to day one again? What does that mean about me? You know, there's an awful lot of pressure that we put on day one when actually it's not necessary. It's not at all. Um, But I can understand why you do it. I did it. You know, the thing about day one is that you might be worried that you have to keep going back there. But again, it's your journey. It's your choice. It's your decision. So do it in a way that feels good for you. You might want to call it day one as motivation. Um, You might like to track the days just to see your wonderful progress in front of you. Or you might not want to do that at all. You know, whatever you decide is perfect for you. And whatever you might be thinking right now, worrying about, you might have questions, you might need advice and support, then I want you to know that however you come to day one, if that's what you call it, then you don't have to do it alone. There is always support there for you. So reach out to somebody who you know is going to be there to help you through the ups and the downs and the highs and the lows because let's be honest it's never plain sailing so you have to have that support in place to help you when you when you need it so reach out and get the support you need whether you are going to like I said before close your eyes hold your nose and jump right in with both feet or whether you are going to take a more curious, gentle approach. You're going to need someone there in your corner. So reach out to that person. And kind of just before I go, it might be helpful to actually write out all of your fears around day one. You know, when we face the thing that we're more of when we pull it apart and unravel it and unpick it and unpack it then it's obviously a lot less scary so do that what are you actually scared of and you might find that most of the fears are about sobriety in general not necessarily about the first day about day one so you might worry about you know socializing Christmas a holiday how will I cope if this happens what if I'm invited to um, I don't know a play date with the other mums and they're all drinking you know that is further down the line and how you feel on that day like I said earlier you feel completely different to how you do today So focus on day one or your first day or the first day of the rest of your life. What is it about that day that you are so scared and worried about? And write all of those fears and doubts and uncertainties out. And then go back 
and ask yourself, you know, is this actually true? What evidence is there to show that this is true? On what evidence is there to show that actually it's not true? It's just something that I'm playing around and around in my head. And if it is true, what's the worst that could happen? So yeah, you're scared of day one because you might have cravings. Okay, let's deal with that. How do I deal with a craving? What can I do to help myself? Or you might be thinking, oh, I'm just scared that I'll feel ill all day. Okay, what can you do to help you through that? You know, can you get nutritious food in? Can you spend the day in bed if you want to? You know, there's always a solution. So don't focus on the problem and don't let that hold you back. Don't let that stop you from just trying because, as I said before, you're never really going to know what's going to happen until you actually get there. So you might as well get there and see what happens as opposed to talking yourself out of it and ending up in a negative spiral. You know, it's just a day. Just for one day, do the thing that feels right for you. And yeah, plan some things to help you get through that day if that will make you feel better. Because that's it, it's just one day. And really, if you can do something for one day, you can do anything. You know, you can do it for another day and then another day after that. And the beauty of these small steps is that it makes it easier on yourself to keep moving forward. You know, break it down even further if you want to. The first hour, the first minute, if that's what helps. Because the more of these seconds, minutes, hours, days that you can clock up in the right direction, the better you're going to feel. And it is, honestly, these small, tiny steps forward that make up the whole journey. And if you can do today, as I said, then you can do tomorrow. So take it day by day, making a new promise to yourself every morning if you have to. And always, always focus on what you're gaining and the benefits. So the thing about day one is that it's yours and yours alone. And you can frame it and get to it and approach it however you like. And honestly, you can choose how you want to get there. You can choose to come at it from a place of fear and anxiety and nervousness and doubt. Or you can choose to come at it from a place of love and care and respect and positivity. Come at it from a place of excitement. Be joyful, be curious and try and, you know, invoke that sense of, of new beginnings and fresh starts because that's what it is. If you don't want it to be big and scary and terrifying, then don't let it be that way. You have the power to change how you feel, how you think about this moment in your life. So work through the fears and the worries and the doubts. Get them all out on paper. Talk to somebody and try to reframe it into as beautiful and positive and loving as you can. Because really, that's exactly what it is. Oh, so thank you for listening. I feel like I've rambled on a little bit today. Um... I thought, you know, I had more to say than I thought I did. And I hope you found it helpful. If anything that I've said has confused you or, you know, you've got questions or you want to delve a little bit deeper, then do reach out to me. Send me an email, send me a message on Instagram, Facebook. You know, I'm Sober Bliss, so find me there. 
if you're not signed up yet to the regular weekly emails that I send out, come and join us and I will send out an email to you every single week and you can ask me your questions there. So let me know what you thought about today. Um, did you enjoy it? I hope so. Let me know what day one means to you. Um, or if you've already had that amazing, wonderful first day of the rest of your life, tell me what happened. You know, what are your experiences of that day? And I think it would be really helpful to put them all together in a blog so other people can get inspiration and advice. So if, if you know, I'd love for you to share with me your own experience of, of day one. And don't forget, if you need more help with day one or with any other aspect of your sobriety journey, then I'm only a click away. Um, obviously, I have the Transform membership, which you are most welcome to join anytime. It doesn't matter if you're on day zero, day one or day 812. Come and join us. We will support you through whatever you are going through and just finally um, if you do need more personalized one-to-one support then I have one space left on my three-month one-to-one coaching package if you like which starts in September so get in touch with me if you want to chat about that and I will put all the links to everything I've talked about in the show notes. So have a lovely, lovely day, whatever day it is for you. Thank you so much for listening and I'm going to have a cup of tea now. Have a great day and I'll speak to you very soon. Bye.